Hello everyone, how are you doing today? Welcome to Tall Tales with Alex, and today's adventure, Captain Luke Everywhere and the Key to the Craft. Now, as we dive into this world, I want you to close your eyes and imagine a shop. It's a very tall and thin shop. The bricks are deep red. There are two big windows on either side of the front door. In these windows, are hundreds of tiny snow globes. Above the door is a sign that looks very old and faded. The sign reads, Mrs. Cardinal's Magic Snow Globe Shop. Keep using your imagination and let's walk through the front door. Mrs. Cardinal's shop has so many snow globes on so many shelves that you can't even see the back of the shop. And the shelves are so high that you can't even see the ceiling. Nobody knows where Mrs. Cardinal came from or how long the shop has been there because the shop has been there longer than anyone has been alive. Mrs. Cardinal's snow globes are magical and every single one is different. They're magical because as we look at them, the snow globes take us to an amazing world far away from the one we're in now. Keep your eyes closed and let's walk over to a shelf and pick up a snow globe. Wow, that's such an amazing snow globe. Let's get a closer look and see what's inside. You've chosen a fantastic globe there. Inside this globe is an astronaut floating through space. All around him are lots of tiny, tiny keys. Why on earth? Would there be keys floating in space? Well, why don't we find out? This is the story of an astronaut named Captain Luke Everywhere. Captain Luke Everywhere was a very famous astronaut. He was clever, funny, charming, and had a smile that shone as bright as the sun in our sky. It was his job to journey into space to make lots of scientific discoveries, to try and learn as much as we could about other planets so that we could use what we learned to help make our own planet a nicer place to live. Sometimes it was ways for humans to clean up the planet and help make sure it was healthy and protected. Other times he would find ways that would help people understand each other better and be kinder to one another. He traveled all over space in his mission to make planet Earth a place we can all be happy to call our home. It was mission day. Time for blast off. The captain had been getting ready for a long time to travel to a planet far, far away, and now the day was here. Captain Everywhere sat down in the cockpit of his spaceship and buckled himself in. Five, four, three, two, one, liftoff! The engines on Captain Everywhere's rocket erupted and fire fizzed, crackled and roared out. The spacecraft shot up from the platform and sped towards the vast openness of space. It's difficult to understand just how big space is. If you look outside and into the sky, you're looking into forever and ever. Space is so big that Captain Luke everywhere could travel his whole life in one direction and never reach the end. There's more stars in the universe than grains of sand on planet Earth. Captain Luke Everywhere had made it his life's mission to visit as many new planets as possible and learn as much as he could to help make planet Earth the best it could be. As Captain Luke Everywhere sped through the vast openness of space, he thought about what might be waiting for him on this new planet. 
He had met all kinds of different aliens and plants. He looked down at his journal, which kept a record of everywhere he'd been to help him remember. There was the planet Coplin, where he'd met the Blurgles. Blurgles were absolutely giant and made out of goo. They wibbled and wobbled, leaving a trail of slippery slime everywhere they went. They looked like a big pile of jelly and came in all different colours. The queen of the Blurgles was all the colours of the rainbow. On another trip, he had met the Caragads. A Caragad was a very small alien that looked a lot like you and me, except that their heads were three times bigger than their bodies and they had extremely long tails. Despite being very small, they had incredibly deep voices. Their voices were so loud and deep that they had to speak in whispers in case they accidentally caused an avalanche. Or there was the time Captain Luke Everywhere thought he'd landed on a planet with absolutely no aliens, but could hear voices talking to him everywhere he went. It turned out that the bright pink grass that covered a lot of the ground was actually alive and could talk. The whole planet was covered in countless blades of grass, all chatting away every hour of the day. As Captain Luke daydreamed about all the amazing aliens he'd met, his radio crackled into life. Captain, do you copy? This is Mission Control. You're arriving at your destination soon. Please prepare for landing. Captain Luke looked out of the window and saw a bright blue planet with swirling yellow clouds. It had a large ring of pink rocks that floated around the planet. Careful of those rocks as you approach, Captain. They're spinning around the planet pretty fast, so you're going to have to fly well. Captain Luke took hold of the controls and prepared to enter the planet's atmosphere. He whizzed left to avoid one rock, then right to avoid another. A quick loop-the-loop around a particularly big one, followed by a barrel roll one way to avoid the next. He swerved around a small rock and ducked under a slightly larger one. He pulled heavy on the brakes and spun around now to face backwards. He reversed his way through the swirling rocks that flew all around. Now you're just showing off, said Mission Control. Oh really? I'm not showing off. If I was showing off, I'd do this. And Captain Luke spun the controls all the way around to the left, twisting the ship over and over and over until it was completely upside down. He was flying backwards and upside down through a ring of asteroids. As he came out the other side of the rocks, Captain Luke twisted the controls firmly back the other way, turning the ship the right way up once more. Okay, yeah, that was cool, said Mission Control. The planet that Captain Luke gazed at was a lovely light blue, and the clouds swirled across its surface, changing between a deep orange and a sunshine yellow. He hit the brakes and slowed the rocket down to land, applying the special thrusters at just the right time. The spaceship touched down on the surface of the planet with barely a bump. Another expert landing. Thanks, Mission Control. Now, let's see what there is to learn here. He unbuckled himself from the chair and walked over to the door, making sure to pick up his keycard as he went. The keycard was like a small electronic key that let him get in and out of the spaceship. He placed the keycard into his blue pouch and then picked up his spacesuit. He climbed into it one leg at a time, then his arms, and finally he put on the space helmet and twisted it to make sure it was locked in place. Then. He opened the hatch. Ksh! Went the air vents in the ship. As the door opened up, and Captain Luke took his first steps onto the planet's surface. Everywhere he looked was the colour blue. The floor was blue dust, 
There were trees with a dark blue trunk and light blue leaves. A small flying bird-like creature whizzed past, and what colour do you think it was? Actually, no, it wasn't blue. No, it was actually yellow. Captain Luke watched as it flew up into the sky and entered the clouds. That's interesting, he thought, as he looked a little closer at the clouds. Incredibly, they weren't clouds at all. Instead, they were huge flocks of birds, thousands and thousands of them swirling in the air together. Some of the birds were orange, some were red, some were yellow. Captain Luke realised that the clouds he had seen when he was flying in his spaceship hadn't been clouds at all. The huge flock of birds just looked like clouds from a distance. Captain Luke looked across the sky. There were clouds of birds as far as he could see. I wonder how many birds there are. There must be hundreds, thousands, millions, maybe even billions, Captain Luke everywhere said to Mission Control, turning on the camera on his helmet so Mission Control could see everything he could. When you see lots of birds flying all over the sky, moving through the air like one big cloud, that's called a murmuration. So I think I will call this planet Murmuration. At that moment, Captain Luke heard a sound. A small, scurrying sound. It sounded like it was coming from behind him. He turned around to see what it was. There, in front of him, was a yellow creature with a round body, six legs, and four enormous eyes. Greetings. My name is Captain Luke Everywhere. I come in peace. What's your name? The creature looked at Captain Luke and blinked with its four eyes. I'm sorry, do you understand what I'm saying? Captain Luke asked. But the alien just stared at him some more. What is your name? He asked again. The creature once again said nothing, but reached up one of its front legs towards Captain Luke, stretching out towards him. Captain Luke looked down at it. Do you understand me? He asked again. Blink, blink went the alien. Mission Control, do you copy? Loud and clear, Captain Everywhere. I found a life form. It's small and seemingly can't talk. I don't think there's anything I can learn from it, but it means there's definitely life on this planet. Understood, Captain, said Mission Control. Continue with your search and keep us updated. Captain Luke thought he'd give one last go at trying to communicate with this little alien. He waved his hand at the alien to say hello, but the little alien just reached its leg out towards him once again. No, no, not like that. Like this, said Captain Luke, waving his hand from side to side to try and show the alien what to do. But the alien just blinked at him, legs still reaching out. Never mind, thought Captain Luke. I've got more important things to be getting on with, like finding something amazing on this planet that I can learn from. And he turned and set off in search of something that might help him make Earth a better place. As he walked, he could hear the sound of the small alien following right behind him. He would turn around and look at it, and the alien would just blink with its four eyes and hold up a leg towards him. In the distance, Captain Luke could see a cave set deep in the side of a large hill. That looks interesting. Maybe there's someone in there that I can talk to and learn from. It was a long way away, but Captain Luke everywhere had already flown all the way through space, and he was determined to take some valuable information back with him to planet Earth, something that might help everyone be better people. He walked for a very long time towards the cave, every now and then turning around to see if the little alien was still following him. Sure enough, there it was, with its four blinking eyes and its little legs stretched out towards him. After a long time, 
he finally reached the cave. Hello, he called into the cave. Is anyone in there? As the echo of his voice disappeared, Captain Luke could hear the sound of something moving inside the cave. It was very dark and difficult to see inside, so he reached down to his blue pouch to pull out his torch. But his blue pouch wasn't there. Oh no, my pouch! That had all kinds of important things in it. It had the keycard I need to get back inside the spaceship. How on earth will I ever get home now? He looked into the cave and wondered if whatever was inside could help him. Hello! Uh, My my name name is Captain Captain Luke Luke everywhere. everywhere. I come come in peace from from a planet planet called Earth. We We want want to know how we can make our planet a better place for all the people and animals that live on it. I've travelled very far to learn from here, but now I think I might be stuck here and need help. Hello? Is anyone there? Captain Luke heard more scratching and shuffling noises coming from inside the cave, so he peered further in, then suddenly realised that looking back at him were thousands of little blinking eyes. The eyes belonged to hundreds of little aliens just like the one that had been following him around. Captain Luke turned around and looked behind him. There, still following him, was the little alien he met when he landed. Its little leg was still stretched out towards him. Captain Luke everywhere knelt down and reached out one of his hands towards the alien's leg. And as soon as he touched the alien's leg, Captain Luke could hear sounds in his head, like a thousand different alien languages, one after another. And then suddenly, from all the sounds, Hello, greetings, welcome to my home planet. Captain Luke was amazed. This alien was speaking to him inside his head. What on earth is happening? I don't understand. Are you inside my head? Greetings. My name is I Ferguson, but in your language, I believe you might call me Deborah. I'm sorry for any confusion. This is how we speak on the planet Briddle. We do not communicate in the same way as you, but rest assured, there is a lot going on inside our brains. We are a very nice planet and would like nothing more than to be friends. Captain Luke was completely shocked. Greetings, Deborah. Your planet is fascinating. It's very different from my own planet. What is the name of your species? And as he said the words, he realised he wasn't saying them out loud with his mouth. He was thinking the words in his head, and Deborah was understanding him. We call ourselves the Bridellians. What do you call yourself? I'm a human. I'm so sorry if I was rude to you. I'm just so used to different creatures across the universe talking to one another in the same way as me that I didn't understand you at first. But it makes sense that not everyone would communicate in the same way. That's quite all right, said Deborah. I understand that it can be confusing, but I can assure you that there is lots going on in my head. I have lots of thoughts and feelings. I just communicate those thoughts and feelings in a different way to you. For example, I am very pleased to meet you. You seem like you are a bit confused and frustrated. How can I help you with something? Captain Luke was relieved to find someone so helpful. Oh, yes, please. I'm an astronaut that flies through space in my spaceship, but I seem to have lost my pouch that has my key to get back in my ship and have no idea where it could be. Ah, so that's what it was that you dropped. That's why I've been following behind you and reaching out to talk. You dropped something not long after you came out of your spaceship, and I wanted to make sure you knew just in case it was important, said Deborah. Captain Luke everywhere suddenly felt very bad. Oh, I'm so sorry, 
I took one look at you and assumed I had nothing to learn from you because I couldn't communicate with you. But if I'd just taken a moment to reach out to you, I would have found out that even though we don't communicate in exactly the same way, there was still a lot I could learn from you and that you were actually just trying to be very helpful and friendly. I think that's what I can go back and tell the people of Earth that I learned here. Sometimes, someone might be a bit different from you and they might express what they want to say in a different way, but that doesn't mean you don't have lots in common. We should all learn to reach out to each other more and find ways that we can talk. Deborah blinked slowly before saying, I think that sounds like a very good thing to tell your planet. We can all learn from one another. Now, follow me and I'll take you to where you dropped your special pouch. And quick as a flash, Deborah spun around and began to scuttle off in the direction of the spaceship. Captain Luke had to run behind to keep up. As they approached the spaceship, Deborah led Captain Luke to the exact spot on the ground where the pouch was. Oh, thank you so much, Deborah. I don't know what I would have done without you. I might have been stuck on your planet forever, he said. That's my pleasure, replied Deborah. You tell the people of planet Earth that they're always welcome on the planet Briddle. Captain Luke gave Deborah a smile and a big hug. I will. I'll let everyone know what a wonderful planet you have here. Thank you. I've learned something very special today. I hope we'll be back to see you again one day, Deborah. And he pulled the keycard from the pouch, used it on the lock of the spaceship, and climbed inside. Once he was inside, he pulled off his spacesuit, sat down in the pilot's chair, and began the takeoff procedures. As he did, he could see thousands and thousands of Bridellians just like Deborah, all running around the ship, waving goodbye. Captain Luke gave them a wave and a salute before pressing the ignition and blasting off into space on his journey home to tell the people of Earth all about the amazing creatures on the planet Briddle. And that is the end of this story. Thank you so much for listening. What was your favourite part of the story? Maybe you could keep using your imagination to draw some pictures from today's adventure. If you're enjoying Tool Tales with Alex, don't forget to tell your friends about it. It would be amazing to share these journeys with even more children. I'm already looking forward to our next adventure. I'll see you soon.